Hey, this is Matt. Just a quick word about this upcoming episode with Rat Fancy. They're a super talented multi-instrumentalist who switched things around and kept us on our toes while we were recording with about half the gear we usually have, and I made a real heckin' boo-boo on the third song and left the main guitar unplugged instead of the guitar that was meant to be unplugged. You'll barely hear it in the intro, and then the rest of the song kind of takes it over, but I still greatly enjoyed hearing and mixing that version of the song, and I hope you don't let that take away from your experience with these great folks making great tunes. Anyway, I've talked too much, so I'll let Karina take it from here. Thanks for listening. The Living Room is supported by Lauren Records, little SoCal record label that could. Lauren Records has released so many of her favorite bands, from Walter Cetera to Lear, Summer Vacay, Shinobu, and even the best fest to come out of an American Legion Hall in Highland Park. They're the place to go for all your favorite DIY records, merch, and apparel. We love Lauren Records, and we want you to buy something from them. Go online to lauren-records.com. And you know what? You should join the record clubs. It's an amazing deal. You'll, you'll get all the new records of the year. And if you're already part of the record club, you probably got the new Closer album that just came out. Basically, you get first dibs and all the rarest releases. You get a t-shirt, a slip mat, an enamel pin, and it's a deal at an over $150 value. And you have the the knowledge that you're supporting the scene and helping new art come out. It's a real tangible way to support art and music in 2018. So go online to lauren-records.com, enter offer code livingroom for a 10% off your first purchase. Again, that is offer code livingroom, all one word, and you'll get 10% off. Phantom House. It's the place for podcasts. Welcome to the living room. Please make yourself at home. This week, I chatted with Rat Fancy. We talked about supportive parents, not saying yes to every show, and insuring your instruments. But before we jump in, I would really, really, really appreciate it if y'all could rate and review us on iTunes. Because of y'all, we now have a couple of reviews, and that's really cool, and I'm so glad. So please give us a couple more. <laughs> we can always use more reviews and help us overtake the other living room podcasts. So, Rad Fancy is a great band full of nice folks, and you can listen to their music on ratfancyla.com. Let's go, dudes! Then we'll get it. We didn't come up with the list. <laughs> that list. Like, what do you want to play first? Oh, Smith. Smith. Take a Any 
So can you all introduce yourselves and what you play in the band? And Gavin, you're going to need to speak upward. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, cool. Um, We're at Fancy. I'm Diana. I sing. I play guitar. Um, My name is Greg. I play guitar, bass, keyboards, and backup vocals. Hello, I'm Gavin, and um, Gavin Glidel, that is. (laughs) And I play drums. (laughs) Great. Um, How did you all meet and end up playing in this project together? That's an easy question because, um, well, Greg and I were a couple, we're partners, and um, Gavin is uh, really, well, that's how I met Gavin is through Greg. Greg, you can say. Well, yeah, me, me and uh, Diana are partners, and uh, Gavin is my best friend I met at work. And uh, me and him were DJing together. That's how we were like playing music or whatever together. And Diana DJ too. And I think we were just kind of, I was sick of DJing. I wanted to start writing music again. I think yeah. she felt the same way, and yeah. we decided to write a couple songs. It's been a long time. So we just started writing songs in our bedroom, and we didn't know like if we were going to play live or what it meant. And then we decided, though, this, this is going to be a thing. Yeah. So then yeah, we got him to play drums. Yeah. Those are all true stories. <laughs> <laughs> we're... we're did they know, like, was there a way for them to know that you were, you were a drummer? Oh yes. Um, yeah. So basically, I mean, we were DJing and stuff. And so we got a, we've been talking about music for a long time now. And, uh, yeah. So, uh, he found out that I played drums for quite a while. I've only been in like a jam band in high school and stuff before this. So, um, and you know, he asked me if I wanted to come and, you know, just maybe play a couple songs with them. And so he showed me the songs and we did it and it ended up working it out. It sounded really good. And we were like, Whoa. <laughs> wow. I was, I, I'm not going to lie. I half expected him to come and be like, not play. Yeah, no, he can play. Blew me away. <laughs> yes. That's it was my a best first impression and uh, we've been going hard ever since. Yeah. Yeah. When when you were all DJing, I, I imagine maybe I'm wrong. Maybe this is an assumption I'm making. But were you? I was assuming it was more of a hip hop leaning direction of music. No, not me. Well, I I've been DJing a long time at a club in Los Angeles called Underground, and it was like indie, new wave, post punk, and stuff like oh, that. Oh, interesting. So that's what I would DJ. And they, yeah, we we were that. DJing like trap music and like club music and <laughs> stuff like that dubstep and like so it's house. a bit accurate um, <laughs> okay but like I, gr- I grew up playing like an emo and pop punk band so like when i dj now it's normally like some sort of emo music because okay. yeah i still like electronic music but i'm just not as into it as i used to be mm-hmm. yes yeah, because i was imagining like getting to play was basically like oh like finally like here's the outlet yeah when I've been working with this other type of thing for a while or or even like just not actively creating um, rather than just like sort of. Yeah, it definitely. I mean, we were, we produced a little bit too and, you know, just making like beats and stuff and it's cool, mm-hmm. but like, you know, 
it's awesome actually it's dope <laughs> it's not the same as like yeah. doing something like this well can you speak to that a little more like what what did you find that was more satisfying as Just, comparatively oh yeah this this might sound pretentious but to me uh like you know that kind of music it's dance music it's fun like party music i have a blast like making it it's like it definitely it serves its purpose i think as like letting people forget about their troubles or you know because you're dancing the night away and all that kind of stuff and you're kind of making fun i feel like this is fun music too but you're making music specifically with in mind for like having a good time and there's electronic music that's not that at all either like you know gavin definitely, gavin definitely knows all about that too oh, yeah. <laughs> but um to me something like this you know you write you write lyrics about how you feel you know and playing like an instrument is way different to me than like you know DJing. The different shows, different crowds. Different crowds, yeah. all definitely yeah. crowds, you know. I, I have my opinions on the EDM crowd, but <laughs> no, it's not all <laughs> what it is, you know. Mm -hmm. It's just it's just way different. It, it, I feel, I, I grew up playing like the DIY punk scene, so like it's more comfortable for me. Yeah. Yeah, and I had like a DIY indie pop band, so it just came together. <laughs> yeah. 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 Then when did you, when did you all start playing in general then? What was the, like as kids or What's the deal? Oh, oh. So I, I started playing guitar when I was 13. That's a, that's a while ago. And um, yeah, I played violin before that. But yeah, oh. I traded it in and I bought a Fender Jagsting, which is the guitar that Kurt Cobain designed. Because <laughs> I was obsessed with Nirvana. And of course. Kid, and, of course. <laughs> and so I bought that and I, was, I learned like all the Nirvana songs. And I don't know. I never thought that I would play in a band, though. I never I never thought that. I don't know. I could do it, but then how, how old were you when when you were like doing that? When I started just learning, thirteen. Okay, yeah. Why didn't you think you could play in a band? I don't know. I'm, I've, <laughs> I'm really shy, but not really at the same time. I don't know. I just never believed that I could. Was it was it like you play like sort of privately in your oh, room yeah. constantly? Absolutely, mm. absolutely. And rap fancy, I guess, came from that too. Yeah. Like I had the complete opposite. Like, so I started playing violin too in um, third grade <laughs> and you know, I just like, Oh, like you can play violin in third grade. That's what the school said. So I was like, okay, cool. Like, oh, let me do it. And apparently I was really good at it. And so the oh. next year they made me play the Titanic theme, like a solo. <laughs> so I had to get up in front of the whole school and like, they had a little accompaniment and I had to play my heart will go on. It's on YouTube. It's on YouTube. It's oh. on YouTube. Like they, my school district uploaded like all the old videos. Like they had, this. it's on YouTube. You can find it. And it's like <laughs> little me drag. playing my heart will go on. That's delightful. <laughs> <laughs> So I started doing that and then I got to sixth grade and of course, violin's not cool anymore. Yeah. 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 So I got a guitar. Uh, it made my parents give me a guitar and my dad was going through, I think, a little bit of a midlife crisis at the time. He bought a drum <laughs> He's set. He's probably going to listen to this. Oh, he, he, sorry, Big J. Like, I, you, you were a dog. Like, I don't know what to tell you, but he bought a drum set too at the same time that he got me a guitar. So I'm going to learn to play drums. And he did. He learned to play some beats. He was actually pretty decent at it. And so I started playing that too. And I, then I got, this, this was about, yeah, 12. And then I saw Korn play <laughs> on TV. And I was like, I want to play in a band. Oh. I want to do that. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Yeah. Korn. Yeah, 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 when, like when I was like 10, I was into like orgy and like garbage and like that, that, those bands. Oh, yeah. I'm like, oh, I loved garbage. Me too. Loved garbage too. when I was like 11. So that, that made me want to play in a band too. And then when was your first band? 
Well, the first, I'm going to, hopefully my friends in Philly listen to this. My first ever like band we put a name on was called a replica. And this was when I was about 12 and we wrote a song called laser attack. Ooh. <laughs> laser, <laughs> laser attack is the worst song on the planet. It was like, just, you just go up the guitar, like one, two, three with like a wah pedal. To make it like, <laughs> womp, womp, and it's like so terrible. It's so bad. I wish I saw the recordings of that, but like I took that name. You from should, like a you should re-record that song. Oh my gosh. Luke and yeah. Cody, we should 100% do that again. And, uh, there was that, 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 like, there's a laser right there. Like 100%. Um, I took that name from like a Japanese, like I, I was really into Japanese music when I was younger too. So I took that and tried to make a band and they were like, not about it. But Luke ended up playing in a, another, my first real band, I would say when I was in high school, this emo band called another failed attempt. And those recordings are still out there and it's awful. So I highly recommend taking a look on pure volume if, if it's still up there. But, and then I just played in a bunch of like hardcore bands and yeah. different kind of stuff. And then I played in like a, pop punk band called Bravora in like 09. Like this is more like easy chords. So I like think like chunk no, I don't know, stupid shit, but <laughs> I played in a lot of bands and now I'm playing in this <laughs> awesome band that is my favorite. Yeah. <laughs> my favorite. Do you play, this is, I'll just focus on you for now. Do you play differently for like, do you play differently now uh, as opposed to back then, which of course you do. Yes. But can you, <laughs> Speak to like how 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 your taste has changed and like how you've implemented all that into how you play now as opposed to like what your taste might have been as a kid. Ooh, wow. So yeah, when I um when I was a when I was like a teenager, you know, I I was really it was this was two thousand five, so like Fall Out Boy was really popular, and basically I bought a Gibson SG because the dude from Armor for Sleep had it, and I just tried I just like tried to copy like that emo scene shit from like then you know Census Fail like all those kind of bands, and you know as I got older I started getting into more like indie pop stuff like Japanese indie pop like it's band Advantage Lucy amazing band you should definitely check them out if you get a chance, and then when we met like she's you know I I, I liked a little bit more indie pop but she showed me like Go Sailor, and like. And like rocket ship and like all these like a lot of like nineties indie twee. Yeah. Which indie like pop. a lot of Japanese indie pop is kinda yeah. like that too. So like I don't know. I just I guess I feel as I've gotten older, I just feel like that you can kind of tell when someone's I hate saying like mall like mall court, like just like stuff that's supposed to be, you know, digested by teenagers, like go through like alternative press and like, you know, warp tour, which I love. Don't get me wrong, I love warp tour. But like, you know. <laughs> and as I've gotten older, I started getting to more bands that aren't as opposed to that more DIY bands. So I guess in my plane, it's just, I try to be more punk. I don't know. Like I hate <laughs> yeah. saying it like that, underground. but underground, like just <laughs> not so focused on chug, 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 whatever sure. like, stuff like that. Yeah. Just try to listen to whatever. Mm-hmm. Cool. I probably rambled, but sorry. No, no. <laughs> no, that's a good answer. And then I guess this also goes for you too. Um, because you were saying that you were playing alone for a long time. And when when did you find oh other as people a kid? To play yeah. With? yeah, it it took a long time actually. Um, it was it wasn't until oh, 2009 that I joined a band and I was out with a friend and we were we were watching the show and we saw people setting up and I said, oh, I could do that. She's like, do you want to do you want to sing in our band? I was like yeah, sure. And I didn't know what to expect. And I said, well, I can also play guitar. Should I bring that? And she's like, okay, all right. Um, Wait, so, okay. So you were at a show yeah, and then there was I a- saw someone like setting up, like setting up their gear. And I'm like, I could do that. I can do that. 
<laughs> Which means I could set up gear, but I I said like, yeah, I play, but maybe it was after, I don't know, a drink or something. And um we had a band called Sweater Girls for a few years. It was very short-lived, but it was really a really cool project, very indie pop. Um, it was kind of akin to like Vivian Girls, I don't know if you know that, or um, like Lucera in the same kind of vein. Dum Dum Girls was around at the time. So there's a lot of like something girls happening. Yeah. <laughs> it was a time where there's something like something girls. So we played a lot of great shows. Um, we were on, we got on the label Happy Happy Birthday to Me Records, which also put out the Rat Fancy record. And got to play like a lot of cool festivals like San Francisco and New York. I played in Edinburgh, uh, Glasgow. I played um, Georgia, Athens, Georgia, where the labels is, is based. So it, it was a really fun, super fun experience. And I guess my style hasn't changed all that much, but it's, I don't know, a little more experimental, I guess, now than back then because it was very like I just had one pedal it was very straightforward very jangly mine I, I don't know I, I do a lot of different things now that's I'm a, older it's a little I'm wiser this, this band's a little rougher like, it's rougher yeah for sure yeah, yeah. more mm-hmm. playful yeah and just like with the drumming like is just way more in suspense with the backgrounds we come from and you know writing the drums especially I wanted to be like I didn't want to be so twee mm-hmm. yeah it's not as cute and that's that's one thing about like rap fancy like we can't kind of get away from the pop aspect but we still like i i also grew up like listening to emo too and you know grunge and whatever so my first show is dashboard confessional (laughs) (laughs) and uh that's good so we have a lot of that in common i think we bring a lot more of that to pop Mm -hmm. into pop gavin (laughs) did when did you when, when was your first band Oh, okay. So my very first like jam ever was probably in high school. Um, I've had a drum set since I was about seven and a majority of those years I was not playing it, unfortunately, (laughs) to be honest. But um, in high school, I definitely uh, had like a revitalization of uh, a passion for it. Um, I was actually listening to Iron Maiden's Run to the Hills. And I was like, I think I might be able to pull that off. Cause I'd taken like drum lessons and stuff, but I never, never like really pursued it after that. Um, but, uh, I kind of like just like kept practicing on that song and then I fell in love with like playing with, to get along with different music. And so then that, that's like really when it took off. But, um, in high school, it was, uh, me. One of my really good friends from high school and uh, two other people that I had met during my time there. And uh, we got together in, at my house because I had the drum set, so we didn't want to transport it. <laughs> <laughs> That's the way to go. Yeah. <laughs> and so uh, we ended up just like jamming one day and then that was it. And I honestly like don't even remember really seeing the other two guys too much after that. <laughs> Like nothing bad happened. It just like, I just feel like it just didn't work out. And so then, uh, after that, my senior year of high school, I was in a band called Gorilla Face. And, uh, we, we, uh, Gorilla Face? Yeah, Gorilla Face. <laughs> Did you ever, I don't think you ever told me that I, name. I didn't know this. <laughs> it was just, I don't even know if that was the name that we settled on, but that's what I, that's what I have. That's what I remember in my mind. And uh, it was with a really good friend who's actually 
part of a, another local, he's part of a different local band now who's doing really well called Shotgun Sawyer. So shout out to them. Um, and, uh, that one was really fun. We just, we just jammed, um, probably throughout that whole year. We didn't, we didn't end up planning any shows or anything, but yeah, it was just that. And then fast forward through college and, uh, <laughs> then I started working at the hotel and then I met Greg and we started doing the DJing and that was awesome. He taught me how to, all my skills, <laughs> taught me all the skills that I know. I'm glad I told um, you I was smoking a blunt that night. Yeah, I know. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. That's how we met. <laughs> And then, um, yeah. And then, uh, he met Diana and they started doing the music together and then they asked me if I wanted to come and play some drums for them. And I said, yes. Were you not playing at all through college or? I was not. Why was that? Um, it was just, honestly, I was just focused more on, on doing college stuff. Mm. Um, and I was probably closer to like six to seven hours away from home. So my drum set just stayed there. I knew it was safe and like secure there. So I ended up just staying, keeping it there. And then um, once we really started taking off here, it seemed only the right move to do to, to make sure we had a drum set for all the shows that we could do. <laughs> so fun trip. we did it. We got it down. We made it. We, we me and uh, Greg went up one night and, Brought it down, so we did a turnaround. <laughs> yeah, it was fun. Do you still listen to like that, like more metal music that you used to when you were a kid, or have you like fallen away from um, that? Um, I don't listen to it as okay. often, uh, honestly. Because um, I was gonna say your um, your playing style is like a lot jauntier than all of like traditional metal is, and I'm so wondering. <laughs> like, yeah, no, that was that was the one that kind of kickstarted me on, uh, you know, just like getting back into playing drums. Um, but I would say uh, I used to, I like, have like real passion for like hardcore music and mm. post hardcore and stuff. That was in college, um, and like went to a bunch of shows for that. But uh, besides that, I mean, like when I learned the drums, you know, you learn playing rock usually first and that's for sure. pretty much where I, where I stayed throughout that. So that's, that's where my influence really okay. comes from. Yeah, yeah. I was wondering, so, cause some people, uh, they bring like those metal drums into their like punk bands and it adds like a different dimension to it uh -huh. because of how fast it can be sometimes. But uh -huh. so I was wondering where yeah. you're, where you were coming from there. I'm a little slower. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Nothing wrong with that. Cool. Can you guys play another thing, please? Sure. Yes. Another thing. Another thing coming up. <laughs> what do you want to do? Um, Shout out to Jonathan Frakes.
So I'm wondering how um, these songs come together. Uh, is it you all jam together, or someone is mainly writing, and you all sort of bring parts, or how do you how do you do it? It's it's happened a couple of ways. Um, I guess a lot of times it's it's been kind of like frustrating, Greg, because I come <laughs> up with like the melody and like the song idea without guitar, and so I'll come up to him and I'll be like like finally knitted and dreaming is real i was like hey greg this is a new song and it goes like this and i just start singing it and he's like where are the chords i'm like i'll figure it out and, and then he's like what key and i'm like i'll figure it out so we've, we've done it that way or sometimes just jamming but a lot of, yeah normally it just ends up someone comes up with like a progression or something like a corporate like we normally work off of that um record it at home uh we use like in GarageBand, they have like a virtual drummer you can use, which is kind of, which is pretty cool. Like when you're trying to like demo things out, because it doesn't, it's not just like a drum machine, like it'll play, do like fills and stuff. So it kind of gives you like a bass and you can pick different like styles. So it gives you kind of like a bass idea, what you kind of want to do. And then you can have it timed perfectly. So when you go record the drums, everything's on time. Um, <laughs> Making trouble. I feel like we were jamming and yeah. that kind of happens. Like. Mm-hmm. We we were playing the set and then we just started doing something different. Yeah, that's yeah. how like Rubio got written. Yeah, too. yeah. But some, but then sometimes like someone will write a whole song like she's written like a whole song. Yeah, come back home and oh, I wrote this song, babe. Like about you. Yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> or, like something like that. But then also sometimes she'll come like oh, I did this song. Like here's the song. Here's all the parts. But, do you 
do you find like these different types of like ways of like making a song come to be like results in different types of songs? Like, do you think the ones that are jammier are like, or that where you jammed are like maybe like louder and rockier? Or I don't know I if don't this, know. Is, this is happens for you. That's That's a, that really is a really interesting question. question. Like about you is like probably one of the most raucous songs. Yeah, and that was just me like. In the bedroom with the bass. Yeah. And like Fuzz, like I, I wrote that and yeah. that's like pretty kind of hard too. Yeah. It's funny. I, I think the songs that we've written by ourselves, like one of us has written by ourselves, ends up being heavier and oh. like <laughs> more rocking than like the songs Maybe we write. Maybe I did together. something that day and he was like really mad at me now. <laughs> He's like, oh. The, cat, the cats did something. Yeah, the cats did something. We, we, have two, we have two cats in our house and they're a handful. But yeah. Uh, Fun fact. <laughs> That's an interesting. I never really thought about yeah. that. That's, yeah, maybe yeah. it's not true, but I don't if, know. if it's something to think about, I don't no, know. that's definitely something. That, and uh, yeah, the songs we've written by ourselves probably have been a little more. Except Dreaming is real. Oh, and then Ruby up. Yeah, like, there's. You know what? Scratch that. <laughs> <laughs> I just pretty. Yeah, they both happen. Yeah. I don't know. They they all happen in it's, their it's, own it's way. Real, yeah, it's just, I've never been in a band where we wrote like this though, because normally I'm used to like getting together and like playing and everyone comes with their own parts and it's hard with work schedules and like we don't necessarily live like super close to gavin yeah so it's kind of like we get together when we can yeah yeah it's like different yeah when i was it's the because, last like it's because of capitalism we don't get <laughs> <laughs> yeah working for the man yeah <laughs> working for the man yeah but you know being it's different playing in a band when you're like an older adult as opposed to your late teens or early 20s Shit, maybe you might have a full-time job then, too. I did. I did, but, yeah. yeah. shit. Um, <laughs> yeah, well, it means that you just have... You're more aware of your limited time. Yeah. So you're like, okay, we have to get shit done we now. Get shit yeah. done we're now. here. And it's, 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 we're very blessed that we, you know, we're, it's a couple band. We live together, so it's easy for us to get together and like and finish and write the songs. And just, yo, Gavin, here's what we wrote. You know what I mean? Yep. It's been working out perfectly. <laughs> it's been working out perfectly. <laughs> So far, true. Yeah. Like, like Gavin, just meet us here, and we're gonna play. Yeah. <laughs> Especially so, like being only three of us. Yes. Okay. <laughs> when you is there any, ever a time when like if you disagree about something like or maybe like a direction you thought the song want you or the way you want it to go and it doesn't go that way or like when someone is like here I wanted to try this and you're like on oh, maybe not what is that discussion like I, 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 I tend to end up like mo I tend to end up moping around after someone doesn't like what I, what I wanted to do uh, and then I listen to it and get over it because it was the other way it was better but, mm. you know. yeah despite our relationship I'm very honest about what I like no, no, yeah, I, mean, I don't know you gotta be you're not, no, that's you, know, good. you gotta you gotta be honest you're not happy with something but you know sometimes and then sometimes you're like gung-ho I'm like no this part is so good and it needs to be there and then someone might be like hey why don't you do this instead I'm like they're right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. totally. Yeah. <laughs> you can't have that big of an ego. It's hard. Yeah. It's it's like yeah. a different kind of relationship, like especially playing with people. It's a different kind of relationship. Mm -hmm. Has there ever been a case, I'm sure there has been, like where um, Gavin comes in and like entirely changes the way a song goes just because I think percussion can like really like... like yes. <laughs> oh, it totally Change brings the songs yeah. to life when we add percussion like... <laughs> the difference between uh yeah. you know click track then <laughs> the click track and that and i was different though because yeah, i've been playing drums as long as i've been playing guitar mm. so when we write like i i kind of get the drums in mind too you know and then we talk about it and you know try to change things up or yeah i mean most most of the time like greg will have like the basic structure of like how it needs to go and like how, how you know 
the timing of everything. But, um, you know, he's definitely let me go into my own element of like kind of making it my own and like how the song would make more sense to me. So there's definitely been some songs where the like record, like the very first recorded version that we have is completely different from how we actually play it. Oh, right. is there that beyond belief? Beyond, beyond belief. belief. Beyond yeah. belief. Yeah. Right, yeah. I did the drums on that. Yeah. So it's like <laughs> oh, very different. Yeah. And so yeah, that was definitely one of the main songs that's uh, complete, completely different. What from was the it like before? Version. It was uh, more like um, I have more, my very quiet, lo-fi, like um, kind of girl group beat. Basically, no symbols at all. There were no symbols. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, yeah. We're recording for the record for the full length because yeah. it's like a completely different song. Now, if you're so. familiar with like beat happening, it's like akin to that. <laughs> <laughs> floor tom, like, floor tom. Yeah, that's kind yeah, of like snare, the yeah. beauty of that song yeah. is you know the simplicity and um, you know just adding the symbols for that. That uh, the epic part. Yeah, let's I have like all call. that tapping. Got in there. <laughs> turn to the end. Yeah, makes it a little more. Sure. EP, it sounds way different on the EP. It's, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's gonna be on the album, so it's yeah, it's gonna be way different now. Cool. And then, so you mentioned that Dan, when you sometimes you start a song just by like singing it. Oh yeah. How yeah. often do you do that? Is that fairly common? Um, sometimes it's like kind of when when the mood strikes me. It. Like, for instance, one song, I was walking in the rain and I didn't know it was going to rain and it started pouring and I was having a horrible time. But then, like, a melody just kind of came to my head because I was trying to forget that I was miserable. (laughs) 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 But sometimes, sometimes that happens, but not all the time. It's rare. Yeah. Interesting. Well, because I was wondering, because that sounds like something that would happen if you're, like, sort of, like, vocalist first sort of player. But yeah. I don't, I don't know. I, well, I've taken like singing lessons in the past, but I was a kid too. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know. I'm a weird musician. That's, oh, that's yeah. like, that's really cool though. Cause I haven't <laughs> talked to anyone who's done, done it like that, I guess. So it's really interesting to yeah. hear. Yeah. Like we were struggling on one song and I remember I just like walked out and I sat down and I just thought about it in my head. And I came back. It was like finally knitted. And oh, I was yeah. like, it goes like this. And you you look like you're like, what are you talking about? Because we were struggling. And I came back. I'm like, it goes like this. And he's like, this is not cute. <laughs> 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 it, it was, that's the song. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do songs usually come from sort of like personal events like that? Like you were yeah. like walking in the rain or whatever. Yeah, for sure. And I think like. Um, I guess the music I had played previously, it was more kind of cute and like, like naive, like, like taking the, having a picnic and having a picnic stuff like with that. your crush. You know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> thinking about your crush and things like that. But now I think like, especially in these times, like the, the themes have for sure changed and it's more, it's more about, you know, opposing small mindedness and things like that. This is a very strange time in our country yeah yeah and then you know we're also tv nerds so we throw and yes pop culture like references in and angry about social issues and 90s television because <laughs> like for instance like beyond the song beyond belief is there was a 90s show called beyond belief yeah there was yeah okay cool so you know what? all right awesome because everyone thinks i'm crazy when i talk about it because no one remembers this or show like we say it at, at a all. show and people just like stare back and they're like what and then I, then, then I have to mention Star Trek. Oh, Jonathan Frakes, who? And I was like, oh, yes, he was on Star Trek. And I'm like, oh, cool. But like, I love that show. And I thought <laughs> I was the only one who did. And when we met, she liked it too. So I was like, oh, we're meant to be. But <laughs> 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 and uh, we looked up 
the the guy who like writes the true stories. If you're not familiar with the show, they tell like five like ghostly stories, and you're supposed to guess if they're fact or fiction. Some of them are based on quote unquote true events. And the the man who uh, researched the true event was named Robert Trailins, and we looked him up on Wikipedia one day, and he had a crazy life. Yeah, he did. He and, was a writer. He wrote, wrote like body like romance novels and things like that like what wait what else did he get abducted by aliens too oh he he claimed (laughs) to be abducted by aliens yeah and then he started researching the paranormal and then he became like the researcher on beyond belief that's like this claim to fame right there yeah every episode was like according to the research of robert Robert trailer it's like it's true according to robert trailer it was like after every true story (laughs) so we became obsessed so yeah that song's Loosely based on his life. <laughs> and then, That's yeah, so funny. Not really. Not really. <laughs> sure. But, yeah. And but then, 90s television. Yeah. Seinfeld, all that stuff. Seinfeld. Wacky. Yeah. Huh. Cool. <laughs> 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 well, because I was going to say, since I only heard Sack 11, because that's the one that is out on your band camp. So yeah. forgive me for focusing on this, even though you probably move, moved on to your other songs. However, no, no. But we, yeah, let's talk. I about wanted it. to say that, like, it's it sounded like a lot of like what you're saying. There's like a lot of sadness in the song, but I really like the juxtaposition of like how playful the music is, mm-hmm. and I think it's I just really enjoy the, those sort of contrasts when, when I get to hear them. Thank, oh, you. thank you. However, yeah. you also have, like just a bunch of love songs in there. I thought, and I thought that was I don't know. It's nice. So I was wondering like what the focus was then, and how maybe that has changed now with what you're planning to write. Mm. Oh, when we were writing those lyrics, there. We were like mad at some people, and they were like, <laughs> "It's not like based on pettiness, but yeah. I mean, there's some people yeah. who are inspiration." But yeah. we, we really, we did not, we did not know that was going to get like pressed no. or like picked up. We just, you know, wrote the songs and just like for fun, and mm-hmm. you know, I don't know the, the lyrics. Yeah, they're. It's, I don't know. It's not like naive, but it's just no. like it's more like we were just having fun. Yeah. I but I mean, though. like other uh, things that we were saying, like in the Bowie year, especially it's, you know, against just small minded people in general. Yeah. Hmm. And then I also noticed that you, there's like a lemon is twice on that EP. Right. There it's, a, there's a fast version and a slow version. Yes. Yes. Why? Um, I like that. I, I remember in the press kit, like they kept mentioning like Yola Tango, but I, I completely forgot Yola Tango did that. Did they? Uh, I guess, yeah. Hmm. Yeah. But there is this amazing, like, Swiss post-bunk band called Chin Chin. And I love this one song that they had, um, Why Am I So Lonely? And there's a fast version and a slow version. I feel like the meaning changes, like, depending on how you play it. Mm-hmm. Where... Um, you know, like it's really, really slowly. It's like, it's like sad. Like, why am I so lonely? Like, Oh, what was me? But in the fast ones, like, yeah, why am I so lonely? You know, like they can all suck a lemon. You know? <laughs> <laughs> and that's exactly what we're doing with suck a lemon. Like kind of the, the slower version is kind of like, like a bedroom, like, like mopey, mopier version. But the yeah. fast version is like really telling you the suck a lemon. <laughs> yeah. So I was wondering when you play, when you play that song, do you, which version you play? 
So when we first started playing shows, we would like com- combine them. Yeah. Like so, I, it would be the first song we'd play, and I I come out we come out playing the slow version, and you play like the first verse, the slow version, and then he click it saying one two three four, and then you go into the fast version. All right, after that, now we normally just play the fast version. Now we normally don't play it. Yeah, we don't yeah, play we it anymore. Don't play the list anymore. <laughs> we should we should uh, we, we should we should bring it back yeah, in there. We haven't played in a while. We haven't played in a while. <laughs> Yeah, I, I mean, I, I like the fact the slow one was the first song we ever recorded. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. And I wrote the melody on Melodica. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Talking about weird Because I just bought them all. Was it that day? Did it was I that buy day. Them? It was the same he day bought I bought them. Melodica. And it was so cute. Like, we were just messing around with it. And I just started doing, like, do, 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 do. And it was, it, that became Sakawaman. And then we did the slow version. We recorded it, like, the next day or something like that. Yeah. We still have not used that melodic on any recordings, though. It's, you should. It kind of, like, launched us. Yeah. It's the melodica. <laughs> I was going to say, do you guys still play violin? Because that... No. Cool. I, I, I have not touched the violin <laughs> since high school, probably. When I, like, attempted to get an orchestra again, and I didn't like it anymore, so I quit again. Yeah. <laughs> but I played in a concert band, so I did percussion in my oh, concert okay. band. I just didn't... I should pick up a violin again. It was fun. Yeah. I'm just saying. Yeah, I, I just I don't know. My, my parents, to my parents' possible. chagrin, my parents were very upset when I stopped playing violin. <laughs> I wasn't good. I know. I know when I'm not good at something, and it wasn't my passion. I wasn't good at it. Plus, like rosining your bow, an unrosined bow just makes I would get I would get goosebumps because an <laughs> unrosined bow is like one of the worst possible sounds, and especially like in, if you're in like a room full of middle schoolers, and it's like, <laughs> oh god. And <laughs> you're bringing me back. Oh man! I know. <laughs> There's just maybe that made me hate violin so much. That's possible. Yeah. Like I, I could, I could imagine being a, a kid and being like, "This shit sucks." Yeah. <laughs> like, why are we all doing More this? More should have played cello. I should have played cello instead. I probably would have yeah, stuck with it. Yeah, or bass. They, yeah. they had like two, we had two standard basses. That could be like cursive 2.0. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Get the cello. Yeah. So you're working on the full length now. Yes, um, yes we are. And it's about combating small mindedness, which that's good. Pretty, pretty. <laughs> yes, the, that's the pretty general, much it. The general thing. Um, In general, it's uh, we're calling it making trouble. And there's an amazing. Um, well, John Waters had given a talk at um, a school, and the, there's a book out called Make Trouble, and it was kind of kind of like his advice to artists, and and uh, basically like try like try to put your art out there for as many people to to um consume and like change people's minds that way because that's kind of what he did with hairspray so i just love that message so much and it kind of got stuck in my head so we were we were just jamming with like a kind of like a punk punk song greg had written kind of like a punk thing and it just happened and we we call it making trouble yeah the titular song (laughs) (laughs) and uh, I, do you find people like make assumptions about the type of music this band will play? Or I don't know if you've ever run into that in your life I at all. I don't know because like for me, it's really hard to categorize us. Like I don't know. A lot of times I struggle when people say like, what genres are you? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, people make their assumptions. I, I used to have dreadlocks. I don't have dreadlocks anymore. But like when I used to have dreadlocks, people, <laughs> you know, of course, any, every time I mentioned that I played music, it's oh, you play in a reggae band? I'm like, no. Yikes. No, I, don't, I wouldn't even know where to begin on how to play in a reggae band. 
but I, with this band, I don't think anyone's ever really. We 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 get grouped with a lot of indie pop. Yeah. But that's not really wrong. Mm-mm. Not really. Um, I wouldn't say anyone's really dream made pop. It. Dream pop. Yeah. But no one's really made any wrong assumptions. I feel like about <laughs> us. Yeah. I thought we were something we we weren't. No. I mean. Except I that I one time. People think like a lot of people are are intrigued by the name like Rat Fancy. What is that? Who are they? <laughs> I, th- I think more people care about our name than our music yeah. sometimes. <laughs> There's a lot of rat fans out there, and they they love rat things. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, I guess I'm, I was that question came out of because um, I, I I would consider you guys like an LA band DIY maybe I don't know whatever whatever <laughs> but whatever i think there's you. a lot of like stuff that you can run up against in like the la scene mm-hmm. and like how it can be really disheartening sometimes because like you can, you can get limited chances to play or whatever other things like you, you usually run into and i was wondering if like how you've been dealing with that especially as like it sounds like you're a new-ish band but like i don't know mm-hmm. but it sounds we like you've, you've played live. a lot yeah we haven't been playing live since um we haven't been playing live for a year yet. Uh, next month will be a year. Yes, next, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> next, next month will be a year. Like, we've been that's playing wild. <laughs> um, it's it's honestly it's been pretty good. We we try to be really. We don't just take any shit. You know, what I mean, like. And you shouldn't. Yeah, because there's bad shows. Oh, yeah, it's totally sure. bad shows. Yeah. And we just try to be really. What's the word I'm looking for? educated i don't know i really like to know like what kind of show it is before like we or, like want to play it i don't know but yeah we try to play smart on our shows yeah right like <laughs> and we've already got to do a bunch of festivals which is rad yes yeah, this and will be our fifth lucky. Yeah. it's wild yeah, yeah. but we are yeah LA, i mean excited. i'm from philly originally so yeah when i moved here four years ago there's some you know the first promoter i worked with he will not be named, but yeah, there's some sleazy, there's some definitely some sleazy people out here. Yeah. I, well, I'm from here and I, I've been going to shows and I know a lot of perimeters. So I feel like we also got lucky Yeah, because I know people. Yep. And it's true. Yeah. That's very true. It would be nothing without this one. Yeah. And you, people, people won't be shy now if, you know, perimeters or people aren't cool. Yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah. Then you said you're from Philly originally. Yeah, is how how different is the scene there as compared to here in your experience? <laughs> uh, well, in, the house shows are way more popular in Philly. Uh, you know, it's I guess it's the kind of music. You know, of course, like yeah, I grew up playing pop punk, which is way more popular over there than I feel like it is out here. Um, people go to shows more in Philly because there's not as much to do. Um, I think people subsistence is an issue here yeah. too. Yeah. yeah. That's very true. Yeah. yeah. Philly is way tinier. So like if you're in the city, it's like, oh, there's showing South Philly, it's gonna take ten minutes to get there, like no matter what, from North Philly. So and then it's just, you know, a lot more house shows that people just go. Like their friends, so many of the people are involved in the arts in Philly. So people so many they just want to go because it's the thing to do. It's and people move around. I feel like people move around more in Philly, but that maybe I was playing a harder genre. I don't know. Um People seem to want to talk to you more here, though. Have a more really? genuine like interest in what you're doing, as opposed to when I was at home. When you know, touch the other bands, I talked to way more bands like here than I did at home. Like the other bands at home, it's like, yeah, all right, go, 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 do your thing, leave. Um, people just seem to yeah. be a little bit more genuinely interested in what you're doing out here. Hmm. 
I don't know. I don't know why. Maybe that's just my experience, but I don't know. What do you, what do you all think? <laughs> Kevin, what do you think? Well, coming from my huge experience of shows, uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, I don't know. I really like the scene out here. Um, I can't say I've really had any bad interactions. Yeah, really our, nice. our Pomona yeah. show it's is been great. Really good. Yeah. Like, yeah, everyone's been really nice yeah. actually. I, mean, I, I found out about that you guys from that Pomona show. <laughs> oh, yeah. wow, Very you. cool. Yeah, yeah, we loved it. We had a great time. That was a good. Yeah, night they were really nice. Like the the promoter there is awesome. Yeah, uh, yeah. it was at the Asuragami. Yeah, yeah. The woman who runs that place is really good. Yeah. And they care. So, yeah. <laughs> it was awesome. Highly recommend like, them. We're like, yeah, yeah. We're, we were lucky. Yeah. I think I think it's interesting that you say that people want to talk to you more because I've run up to pe- run up with people who like have an opposite experience. Mm-hmm. I wonder if that's maybe being jaded with LA. Yeah. Maybe. I think, but I kind of agree with you because I think people are like, at the, at the very least, they're like hustling out here. Yeah. So they're yeah. like just trying to like get more out of a situation what, what, what can you do for me like well i don't want to like, even like say that uh i don't want to be as pessimistic as that because sometimes people do just like want to know what you're doing yeah and i i do value that but i think it's interesting like, creepy people well that, that yeah. too yeah. But, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but i think i think that's interesting that you think uh that there was more house shows in philly and then but there's more people who want to chat in LA. I mean, you know, another excuse in Philly, people go to house shows to do drugs. So, you know, true. I guess so. <laughs> yeah. That, that, that's also a thing in Philly, but cool. And then truth. Why or dark? No, it's true. No, it's true. Like, <laughs> it's, true. It's, true. it's true. You pay five bucks again to the show. There's a keg. Like people are, you know, doing blue in the bathroom, but you know, that's, that's, it's another place to party and there's bands with then, you know, it's kind of cool because then there's people who were there to party, but then they hear a band and they're like, Oh, that's kind of cool. I like that. And then they hopefully like it, but most likely not. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, I also wanted to ask if your parents listen to this band. Yeah. Yes. My mom does. Uh, and my dad and they really like it. They like it more than my last project. So I think all of our, our parents are, are fans. Like Gavin's parents came out to the, we played a festival in Oakland and Gavin's parents came out cause he's from NorCal. Yeah. So it was a, that was awesome. That was the first show that they had been to. And it was, it was actually pretty special cause that was one of the best shows that we had yeah, done at that time. It was just like a really dinner. good feeling and it was cool. Having <laughs> them but um, yeah, I mean, uh, my parents definitely uh, are like very supportive of everything. You know, they're just like, you know, we just want to make sure like you're all set up for, you know, being an adult and stuff. So that's that's their like main focus. But um, yeah, they've been uh, pretty supportive, uh, you know, um, going up there, getting the drum set and stuff. Like my dad helped me out with like getting like a bag for like all my stuff to get inside he and did. stuff. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, they've definitely been really supportive. Um, well, I guess I, that question comes out of... Um, like, do your parents understand what you're trying to do as a professional musician? And like, cause pr- yeah. I can speak to that personally so that I can contextualize this. Like yeah. for a long time, I think my parents were afraid that I wanted to be an artist and they didn't really understand like how you can get paid doing that. Right. right yeah. And like, they just like, it comes from a place of love. They just want you to be okay. Yeah. But for sure. uh, I was wondering like what that journey has been for you. Cause if, cause it, if they like your music, that's usually a good sign. <laughs> Right. And I think, well, at the same time, like they've enabled 
me to do this. Like as a kid, they paid for all my guitar lessons, exactly. my vocal lessons and things like that. So now I think they're getting their money's worth. But because <laughs> back then, like I like who cared? But they they always really supported the arts, like no matter what I was doing with my career, like they cared about what I did with the arts. And I they know like I'm a crazy person who like manages both like my work life and like this life. So my, yeah. uh, I, you know, my parents have been amazing through my whole life mm. with my music from day one, like from day one. And they came out, they flew out to Athens in Georgia. We're from Philly. Hey. They flew out to go to the festival, um, bought, you know, buy the right to all their friends about constantly reposting on <laughs> Facebook the stuff, wearing the shirts. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. um, you know, I'm, I'm very, very blessed to have my parents who want me to do this. Like so stoked we're on a label, so stoked like that I could we might be able to tour to do any do this like they want me to do if if I'm happy playing doing music and doing the arts and you know of course they they want me to have money I mean, they don't want me to be you know in the streets but <laughs> their my happiness is their most important importance and you know they're very very left wing and very you know if, if I'm, this is what I want to do that's what I want to do and they'll support it always so. I'm very happy that they've been around to do that. That's good. That's like nice to hear. Yeah. <laughs> shout, shout out to uh, Susan Sweet. and Jay. Her <laughs> birth in me and uh, helping me out. David and Susanna, because they would be mad if I didn't say that. Oh, and then uh, Rod and Jane. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is so wonderful. <laughs> shout out to the parents. Shout out to all the rock fancy yeah, I parents. Oh, I know. <laughs> I, I'm very much in doubt to my yeah. parents for oh my gosh. all the support they've given Oh, me. yeah, right? Yeah. It's incredible. Yeah. If it's oh good, God. it's just like, what the fuck? <laughs> so I know yeah. so much. And now, and now I play in a band, you know, I played in bands where they couldn't show their friends because they're screaming or like, you know, stuff yeah. like that. And now they're like, oh, look at my son's band. Like, yeah. 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 That's a big deal. Like <laughs> when it's like acceptable yeah. music. So that's a big deal for adults because they're like, oh, like, I can show this to but other people. it's covertly people. not acceptable if you think about yeah. it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but surface level that's i would like i would like to think that well yeah you're saying more yeah than just i mean yeah, they, cover. they put up with practices in their house like no. we didn't we didn't have, we, i didn't have a basement in the house i grew up in so like we had this like room with these french doors they put they like, had for me to play in there it didn't matter it was so loud and they let us practice for hours and hours and hours and they're just sitting in the other room like <laughs> he played drums in his house i had a drum set for a while at my parents house so so we love to you guys i can't believe they let us do that shit just <laughs> <laughs> had to make sure the downstairs door was closed otherwise our dad would be like close the door oh my god i forgot sorry <laughs> can you guys play another thing please yeah another thing another thing um make a trouble Right. I 
all of you what's your favorite song from this band Ooh, and why um let me see that's a really hard question maybe beyond belief like the one we played before um it's i love greg's tapping i love how it's evolved and it's become like from i don't know i feel like it represents us in the beginning and us now and it's a song that we've kind of made each made our own like now Greg does a bunch of tapping in it and like Gavin's taking the drums to like a new level so I'm probably I don't know I'm biased <laughs> that's a good answer it's like yeah. that it's nice because it's really satisfying how cyclical the whole yeah, thing is yeah but... uh probably making trouble right now uh it's my favorite to play and I think I like the melody I think it's kind of Definitely my favorite. I, just, I love Smiths a lot too. I can't dance with the Smiths anymore because I love the song title. It's uh, <laughs> a good song title. <laughs> yeah, I mean that. Yeah, those, those ones. And finally, it is fun too. But you is, know, it, I, is I, it both because they're fun to play, or you know, Smiths and Making Trouble? I like just. I think there are catchiest. I think there's some of our catchiest songs. And I think there's some of the songs that people really remember when we play. So I'm a little biased. I guess when it comes back, I was like, oh, I remember it. So. <laughs> but I really like Five Fingers because it's about Chappelle Show and Rick James and the keyboard line's funky. Yeah. What did the Five Fingers say to the face? 
Oh, that's fun. <laughs> that is fun. Yeah, that's fun. Yeah. That is really great. I like the keyboard. When he ever he does like keyboard solos, I'm like, yeah. yeah what do you think, song. Gavin? Um, my favorite songs are probably "Making Trouble." I think I've had two favorites. I think "About You" was my first favorite off the EP. The of the first few songs that we were doing, um, that one was like one of my favorites because it's just like super hardcore at the end. So <laughs> I love that one. And then. Uh, my my new favorite is probably Making Trouble because it is my favorite song to listen to and my least favorite song to play. <laughs> Just because like, there's so many more moving parts than the other songs. Like It's definitely the more complex song for the Yeah, drums. there's more things to remember. Yeah, yeah. and so that's like... That's, <laughs> sorry. That's, all good. that's how you evolve. You how know? so? What, like, what, what do you mean? Oh, it's just uh, it's a little bit more switching around than what I'm used to. And so um, it was also a song... Uh, that like Greg had pretty much like gotten like most of the start on and stuff. So just like had to come in there and just like throw it down, you know? <laughs> so it's definitely the song that I think about the most in like all of our sets, but, um, when pulled off and when I do feel like a good job, like the one we just did actually felt pretty good. So, um, it feels yeah, great. you're like it feels excited. Yeah. <laughs> so it feels great. So, you know, it's one of those, like, it's my favorite song to listen to and my favorite song to do right. <laughs> that it sucks and you mess it up. <laughs> yeah. cool. And then, uh, can you all think of your like the best show you've played, and like the mm. weirdest thing that's happened at a show? Okay. <laughs> There's so many. Athens, I would say Athens, but I was so tired because we just got off the plane. Um, maybe San Francisco, San Francisco Pop Fest. Yeah, um, we good. got to play with good. a lot of friends up there, uh, Magic Bullets, Sea Blight, um, and Personal in the Pizzas, which is freaking amazing. So, like, they're, I don't know if you know, but their shtick is like, like, they're just so punk rock. No like, sound bands. check. No sound check. They're wearing chains. They the chain and, for yeah. the guitar strap. Like. The <laughs> chain for the guitar strap. It was so amazing. Um, there was a really great crowd. I don't know. We have, we've had some great, uh, I would say Osaragami was really good. Yeah, yeah. That one was good. Yeah. That might be my favorite, like, Southern California one, show. Yeah. What do you guys um, think? Let's see here. I guess we'll start so, with best. So, yeah. Best, uh, best show for me would probably be... Oakland, because my parents were there, I guess. Like, that was the one that like I felt the best about. And, that was a good show. Like, my parents really were there. Like, my girlfriend was there. It was, it was just a really good time. Um, so that one. And then uh, probably, probably like, I feel like the weirdest show would probably be our first South by Southwest. Oh, my God. The, the bike <laughs> shop? Oh, Let's no, no, just no. say, or like, just, weird our... slash, like, kind of bad. It was so hot. <laughs> so they were like, in the sun. Yeah, they left all the equipment. Like, everything. It was all hot. It's all black speakers yeah. just chilling in the sun, man. Or rather, heating up in the sun. Not necessarily chilling because <laughs> it was so hot. Yeah, and, and so I forgot was, like, sunglasses. Yeah, we didn't have, like, sunglasses. Nothing except for Greg. Right. And it was, yeah. it was outside, right? It was outside. Yeah. We we like, weren't, I don't know, we didn't know. Now, the sun. now we know. No, I agree, that one. So that, that can go for like weird slash but. bad. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> I don't like the sun. I don't like... The sun was too much on that day. Too so much. <laughs> it was. I was wearing all black too. It was, it was not. Good. Not. not uh, it was just like we were right there. Yeah. Uh, Oakland was probably my favorite too. Yeah. My, but you know, honestly, our first show 
I had a blast. Yes. Dude, <laughs> right? Okay, like, I figured about that one. Yeah. That one was really good. Our first show we played at Ham and Eggs downtown. Oh. Yeah, that really, really tiny spot. And all of like all of so our many came. of our friends were there. Like it was great. Dude, it wasn't really there too much. Then like we set up, I looked up and like was like It was packed. Fuck, yeah. like, it's like everyone, so many people I knew. It was, yeah. it was crazy. That's nice. That's always yeah. really we nice. We did really good. Like, I'm not even going to lie. We did really good that Yeah, like, we didn't know what to expect. Yeah, for sure. Oh and like, I felt like we nailed yeah, it. it was, yeah. 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 Yeah, it was our very first show. So, uh, that, I, I, always, I think that, that actually might be my favorite show. That's a really good one. Yeah, the stage was like that. maybe as big as that. <laughs> sure. I feel like it's so small. <laughs> Uh, we had to like buy a snare. Oh, that day was We had to buy a kick pedal. <laughs> you didn't have gear? We didn't Whoa. get the drum set at that point, no, right? Yeah, drum set at that time. Oh, no. It was, it was still in Northern California, so. And they had like a house kit, but like we were the only band playing. Yeah. So it was like we couldn't borrow somebody else's mm-hmm. like stuff. So it was like, oh, man. Dang. Yeah. That was the first sacrifice. <laughs> it's all good, though. It was worth it, though. That was a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, trying to think of anything else weird has happened. Mm. Um, I got a show besides the bike shop, except for being tired. <laughs> pedal, pedal bag, huh? Pedal oh. bag. Oh god! Okay. I, I tried to block <laughs> this out. Yeah, I didn't know if we were yeah. going to talk about that. One. I mean, I, I'll talk about <laughs> no, it. No, we have. We, we actually have a song on the LP. That yeah, we, I'll talk about it. Okay, I'll, I'll talk There's about it. There's a song it. about know, it. I won't name any names. I'll, I'll talk about it. We played this house show one time. Yeah. Um, it was cool. It was a really cool place. Like Everything I, about it was cool. It was awesome. It was really nice. Um, we People were getting ready to set up and we noticed her pedal board is My missing. My pedal board's gone. <gasps> oh, no. Yeah. So we're like, what the fuck? So then, you know, we end up talking to some of the, some of the people there and someone informs us that, um, oh, we thought it was mine. And so they decided to drive away with it. So they, this band is playing after us so but they've decided to drive away with the pedal board so they're they're claiming out oh, they look, they look, the pedals the, 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 the boards look the same that's that's why it says tampon bag i don't know if you know this but it says tampon bag really big and yellow letters <laughs> so, so sure. yeah. they claimed oh we thought it was ours and we grabbed the wrong one from the practice spot so they went back but to no one would spot, go back and get it but no one would go back to get it you I know. cried that night. I was so mad. Oh, I'm you know, so sorry. Yeah. yeah, that sucks. And and you know what really pissed me off? And I, I guess you could this could be a part of like the whole scene in general, is everyone kept apologizing to me, even though it was yeah. her pedal board. Yes. <laughs> this was that's what made me cry. Because they kept on saying, I'm sorry, man, I'm sorry, man. It was my pedal board. Mm-hmm. And and I had at one point I was like, I don't know why you're apologizing to me. Like you need to apologize to her and yeah. go get the pedal board. Yeah. We it was not a, only like they stole it, but they treated me like how women get treated sometimes in music. And it was a combination of that that led me to like a really bad experience. I mean, in my, if you want, want the real, like they claimed it was a maxim, but I think they tried to steal it and they got caught. But, you know, that was probably the worst thing that ever happened mm-hmm. to us at a show. I'm so sorry. Didn't the other band like go and get it though? Yes. They didn't yes, even so. really care to go get it. It, it took them a while. We didn't get it until the next morning. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was, it was a mess. And then my tuning pedal was out of it. Yeah. So what, why did they take it apart? It was in like the other dude's car. It, it didn't even make sense. Like, like, wow. No sense. Just if you're playing in a band, just watch your stuff. Like just make sure, even if you yeah. think it's like a comfortable place to yeah. be in. And they, kind of an e- they kind of had an ego too, yeah. which made me really mad. Anyway. 
Anyway, no, yeah. yeah. No, I'm so sorry. Yeah, no, but having fine. having your stuff stolen is like the nightmare situation. Oh, oh yeah. For every band. Oh yeah. oh yeah. We played we like, yeah, there's this one band that played with our showcase last year at South by and their their van got broken into and yeah. everything got I would never personally leave any of our stuff in the, it's just so scary. That situation, man. Yeah. yeah. It's worst case. Yeah, it's yeah. the worst case scenario. Yeah. For sure. And that is why you get insurance. <laughs> It's not that much. It's not that much for any bands who don't have insurance on your gear. It's not that much. Yeah. How much is it usually? Like 150. That's not bad. Like yeah, for the year. Yeah. Oh, for the year? Yeah. Yeah. 150 a year for all all of our stuff. Yeah. We, we like, like things are irreplaceable, really. But yeah, for all your guys. But like at least like you don't have to take the hit. My insurance. We just need to yeah. Okay, cool. All right, later. <laughs> yeah, but like things aren't replaceable, but like at least yeah. you don't take the financial hit on top of that. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Dang. That's such a bummer. That's that's cheaper than I thought of you were gonna say. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. really that's yeah. good advice. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> that's good like, actionable yeah. advice. <laughs> if you like tour, like you, yeah. if you like are you playing shows a lot, like, I would recommend it. Oh yeah. That scare really like that's when we decided to do it yeah. was after that because that's when I started looking into it. Yeah. Because that was just not fun. Not fun. <sighs> You're stronger now. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. We know better. It was. It was a lesson. No. It was a lesson. You learned about people. <laughs> you learned about <laughs> scenarios. Scenarios. And reading the room, realizing what kind of scenario. You're right. Yeah. Where not can saying yes to every show. Yeah, not saying yes to every show. <laughs> yeah, comes back around. What? What? Where can people find your music on the internet? Yeah. It's um, interwebs. The interwebs, yeah. So <laughs> every anywhere where you can stream it, it's available. So Spotify, iTunes, um, Bandcamp, um, YouTube, YouTube. We have a couple of videos that we made. No, ourselves. the whole the whole EP is on. Oh, YouTube. the whole EP is on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Sorry. And um, happy happy birthday to me records. They have a website hhbtm.com. Um, you can pick up that and our cool label mate stuff. Yeah. yeah shout out to eureka california yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's like yeah. everywhere where you can stream music uh, i think amazon and, yeah, yeah everywhere amazon. yeah and we have a website ratfancyla.com where everything like every link is on that so cool yeah if you just want an all one in place go you can go to our website cool yeah you guys feel good yeah 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 <laughs> can you play us out with one one more please yeah, yeah. sure all right <laughs> now that we brought the
coming thank you so much for having yeah. us thank yes you. thank okay. you thank you thank you <laughs> cool that's it that's, that's it. it all right rad rad Thank you for listening to The Living Room. This week our guest was Rat Fancy and you can find them online at ratfancyla.com. The Living Room was created by Lucas Cathy and Karina Taylor, recorded by Matt Sturridge and Jeremy Scott at the Palisades and produced by Hannah Mraz. You can listen to us on SoundCloud, iTunes, or whatever podcast app you prefer. If you have questions or would like to chat with us, email the Living Room Podcast at gmail.com or hit us up on Twitter or Instagram. Special thanks goes to Chris Taniguchi for helping on social media, the residents of the Palisades for dealing with our noise, and of course, thank you for listening. <laughs>